For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Friday, July 27th. I'm Sophie Casas. This month, we're featuring some stories from Vice Magazine's June publication, The Privacy and Perception Issue. It's about identity in the digital age, and it covers a whole host of super fascinating topics. Today, we're talking to writer Mitila Fadke about using Tinder in India. In her early 20s, Mithila was living in India, working as a journalist, and experiencing the dating app Tinder for the very first time. At the same time, her parents were trying to arrange her marriage and had her sign up for a matchmaking site, as per tradition in the community she is from. In some ways, these processes were surprisingly similar. Both involved meeting strangers based on an online profile. But in other crucial ways, they were extremely different. The expectations, the pressures, the end goals. Her story's really interesting. So here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with Mithila about her story. Tinder in India is a fascinating subject because, as you mentioned in your piece, there's a pretty big difference between the way Tinder works and the way that romantic relationships have worked in India for a long time. When Tinder entered the Indian market, how did people react? I think Tinder like really caught on really fast. Uh, like there hadn't been anything like it before. Like people used OkCupid a little bit, but mostly you would meet through friends of friends or, you know, through Twitter or something like that. So it's interesting in your piece because you talk about what Tinder is like in the Indian context, which is different than any other country in a lot of ways. I'm curious, what's the dichotomy there between what normally happens in Indian romantic relationships and then what happens on Tinder? So the thing is that Tinder, like, you know, it started as, you know, even though they are like, you know, it lets you like meet new people and whatever, like that's their tagline. And But like, it's it's a hookup app, right? When it launched, like people used it for hookups, like in the US and stuff. The idea of casual sex and especially like doing that through an app isn't something that's been super popular in India. A bunch of young people in their 20s, they still live with their parents. So privacy is a huge issue. Um, your your dating and your sex life, you know, it's a whole other life. It unfolds almost completely in secret. You like go out with people and have these long relationships and these traumatic breakups and your parents have like no idea. So for Tinder to kind of get that popular in that context was a huge surprise. And this was very personal to you because you sort of felt the pressure from your family on one end to sort of have this expected life where you would get married and settle down and have kids by a certain age. And on the other end, we're, you know, on Tinder and meeting new people. So what was that like for you? What can get really um, exhausting and stressful is that, like, dating multiple people, it's not something that my parents' generation 
like has really kind of wrapped their heads around so when i turned you know 23 24 it was like it's the right time to sort of start looking for a groom for you so they got in touch with you know the whole family network and like every like somebody had an eligible grandson or whatever but like what i really missed was just being able to sort of go out with a bunch of different people and sort of be able to make up my mind at my own pace but then i was i don't know i wasn't sure i was ready to sort of be the first person in my family to be like okay you know what i am just going to like completely uh, step out of the solar arranged marriage system at 24 because you know like i just wasn't ready at that point so i was like okay you know maybe you know my cousins did it so many people i know you know when for the arranged marriage thing i mean who knows you know like my parents might know what they are doing and they know me better than anyone else and so i was like okay um i'm going to like keep doing this but then i was also like you know i want to meet someone without having the sole pressure of like getting married and starting a family hanging over my head So for like a couple of years it was this very weird thing where I was on these couple of dating apps and then you know I had I was on these matrimonial profiles on this website this very premium website you know um they let you sort of filter according to like you could like decide to not um let your profile be seen by people who were below a certain height or from a certain caste or so it was very you know like very people like us I don't know it's kind of weird on Tinder I was just making sure that I did not go out with anybody from my community <laughs> because I was like oh my god no more of them I'm just going to like pick guys who are as far um like complete opposites of what my parents might be looking for me um via the arranged marriage um route did you ever have a conversation with your parents about not necessarily dating multiple people but trying to sort of postpone the idea of marriage or say i need more time or what were the conversations like at that time while you were juggling these two lives me and my parents so we fought all the time like those two or three years were so stressful because the thing is i was feeling stifled and you know i mean to be fair to my parents like i kept going back and forth on it and uh, i mean i was like you know I, i really don't think this is something that i want to do and you know they would be like you know you're not giving this a fair shot and you know what do you want to do go out and like drink and you know like stay out at all hours like your life needs some structure and you know this is the right thing to do at this age and you know you go to these family functions and the first thing that everybody asks is you know so you're next in line so is there anyone that you like you know your parents have been looking and so yeah i mean i tried to have conversations with them but then you know i would be like okay i'm not going to do this i don't think that this is something that fits me and i would just like to you know like you guys to just take my profile down and then you know like mom would be sad and dad would be really angry and then like after a few days it was like i can just go out with another guy and say no so it was this weird combination of just a lot of pressure and being like okay well maybe if i just go along with this for a little bit and at some point i finally snapped and i was like okay now enough is enough i don't want to be part of this anymore And then what happened? I mean, what did enough was enough look like? 
so what happened was um my parents had been i was 27 or something and we were still kind of going back and forth on this and i just stopped meeting guys like i would be like no 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 i, I can't do this anymore and my pa- my mom was like really mad at me but then we had reached this thing where i was we were just like not talking about it because she was getting really frustrated at me because she thought i wasn't taking this seriously enough and because i was still living at home because you know i was this really broke journalist i almost moved out and then i looked at my bank account and then i was like okay fine maybe next year and then i got this job in beijing and like the fact that i was living in a whole different country like that was something that properly kind of ended all of that like the, the sheer act of putting physical distance between myself and um my family and all of this in fact really helped how do you think tinder and hinge and this sort of casual dating app culture has changed the way that india works when it comes to relationships i think one i think people are just having a bit more sex like they're just like they just get to do that a lot more now um so that's great also the thing is it's just provided like this other platform you know to meet people and to like date them or hook up with them like so there wasn't anything like this before like earlier there was like you know like friends of friends or you know people who were really active on twitter like you know so stuff like that so i think the fact that it's given this whole different platform for like dating and whatever i think that's pretty significant i mean obviously um it's not like you know it's brought about any kind of like you know like sexual revolution or whatever because you know the the special brand of misogyny that um indian men are known for like stuff like that seeps into you know how they interact with women on these apps as well so there's that also this hasn't um like this has made it possible for uh more people to have sex but i'm not sure how much it has contributed to sort of um letting people especially men develop uh, healthier attitudes to sex so i think that's something that needs to be worked on still uh, i mean i i lived in india for 3 years and definitely <laughs> noticed um definitely noticed that um yeah and now that you're in beijing do you still use tinder Oh yeah, I do. I do. In fact, like my last long-term relationship uh here, like we met on Tinder. So, yeah, Tinder is super popular here as well. And having gone through sort of this whole journey and escaping it, do you see yourself going back to India? Do you see yourself getting married through arranged oh, marriages no. or do you think you're going <laughs> to kind of find your own way? No, that's no that that's literally never going to happen. <laughs> Make sure to check out the full article in Vice Magazine's June issue or at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening and tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.